0: Now it's time
1: for Kit Corner, where we shine a spotlight on artists who've created products with the film and television industry in mind. Products designed by artists, for artists.
0: Hi, James. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. Now, you're a professional makeup artist, you work in the film industry, and you have done something we have all been hoping someone would do, and that is create a fleet of hair and makeup trailers that are specifically designed by makeup and hair professionals. What is your company called, and how did it come about?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, James McKinnon, and with that little bit of Mackinnon in my last name, I am Big Mac Trailers. In 1990, I was doing a little TV show called Providence, and a transportation guy came up to me and goes, do you want to buy one of my old makeup trailers? And I had said, "Um, sure. (laughs) He goes, yeah, you can rent it back to the show. And at that time, I don't think I was really ready to do something like that, so I would buy barber chairs and rent those back to the shows. And just a few years later, instead of buying an old used one, I ended up finding a gentleman to build me a brand fresh new one instead of making an old gross one look nice. So that kind of was the spark into Big Mac trailers, which is pretty great. So it's an amazing opportunity for me to give back to my fellow union members, makeup artists and hairstylists, just to design and build trailers made by makeup and hair for makeup and hair artists
0: yeah that makes total sense i mean every time i think i move into a trailer i'm like who designed this this is this does not work
2: yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah, i mean most of the companies that design trailers you know they're they're not makeup artists they're either transportation people and or just corporations or companies that are just giving you a box to use i supply it a box but there is thought and care put into it of where the drawers are, how deep the drawers are, what's behind you, what's above you, what's around you, what can you reach? What can a short makeup artist reach? What can a tall makeup artist reach? Do I put in a step stool for higher things? So, you know, hairstylists like their side of the trailer different, where the hair washing sink, where their shampoo bottles are gonna be. You know, how big that drawer, the bottom drawers hold gallons, the, the next drawer th- holds 32 ounces. The top ones hold a little smaller stuff for hair. Their bottles are all different sizes. So each side of the trailer, obviously, usually makeup is on the right, hair is on the left. I don't want to say I split the trailer in half, but the design is overall general, but then specific stations have different things for blow dryers and where a wig dryer would be. If it can have that in the trailer, does it have a fire cabinet? Some of my trailers have some, not all, depending on the show. If it's an effects type trailer, they have a fire cabinet. If it's a more makeup beauty one, it's got different floors that. I know aren't going to get ruined by blood and alcohol all over the place so there's a lot of thought and process put into it and then at the end of every show i always ask him for 10 years i'm still asking is here's a little sheet what did you like what did you dislike and i can accumulate all those things some of the changes i can make instantly some i have to put into the next trailer design and then each year products woods plastics lightweight stuff green systems Uh, Try to put as much green products in there as well change every year So from my first trailer to this current one, it has changed dramatically
0: That's very cool. And how many trailers are in your fleet?
2: Well, I have currently eight and I will be announcing a ninth trailer in about a month
0: And now your trailers have interesting names. Tell me about that.
2: Yes. I am a big fan of the Universal Classic Monsters. I do have them tattooed all over my left arm. But when you rent a Big Mac trailer, you're renting them with the name of one of the Classic Monsters. So there is the Creature from the Black Lagoon trailer, there's Frankenstein, there's Wolfman, there's Dracula, there's Mummy, there's Family Opera. And then now coming out next month, there will be King Kong.
0: That is very, very cool, I like it. Now, what are some of the lucky projects that have had a Big Mac trailer in their base camp?
2: Ooh, for 10 years mm-hmm. it's been quite a few and I've been very, very lucky and I appreciate all my clients and transportation departments and producers that requested on the shows. You know, Brian Sype had it on Mandalorian. I had quite a few of them on Picard with me. They've been on with Aaron Kruger McCash and Mike McCash on most of the American Horror Story shows. Kim Green just happened to have one on Dead to Me. They've been on a few Marvel shows. They've been all over the place. I mean, the list is growing and uh, it's fun to watch. If you look at my website, which we'll talk about a little bit at the bottom of the website, it shows all the shows and people that have rented from me in the past. So
0: that's awesome. So when an HOD wants to request your trailers through production, where can they find you online?
2: Yes, uh, Big Mac Trailers is Reach a uh, Bull, Instagram and Facebook, and it is at Big Mac Trailers and my website is www.bigmacktrailers.com on there you can check the availability of the trailer and then reach out to me via email to ask if i have one available you can ask a producer to request it you can go to your transportation department or a captain and ask them and just say i would love to use a big mac
0: that's awesome thanks so much james
2: you're very welcome i appreciate it
0: Today, I'm speaking with Kevin Wozner, the guy who has probably done more zombie makeups than almost anyone else on the planet. We chat about his work on The Walking Dead, having the opportunity to work with some of his makeup effects idols, and working in the workshop versus on set.
1: Pictures up, last looks, rolling, and
0: action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Kevin.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Awesome. Um, now I would like you to finish this sentence for me, okay?
1: All right, I'll try.
0: <laughs> Once upon a time there was a boy named Kevin, and when he grew up, he wanted to be a
1: oh, fireman. No, I wanted to be a makeup artist. <laughs> I knew I wanted to be I wanted to be a makeup artist. I knew quite early on. Actually, that's a lie. I backtracked. I didn't I didn't I wanted to do something in puppets because I think I was a, that child of the E.T. era okay and uh, you know dark crystal and all those things i wanted to do stop motion or something in the puppet world and of course it kind of just led into makeup but uh yeah i, I always wanted to do it. i was practicing this stuff when i was like 15 you know that's oh, when i really yeah. started going down i used to take the bus to seattle and there was like one shop because it would, you know nothing in really in seattle for this stuff but there was mm-hmm. one shop that was right in pike lake's market and there was like this little upstairs and they sold like you know crappy bottles of Fum latex and stuff. And I, I just I just went there like every weekend. That's where I got my start really. Just playing around. It was more of a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, maybe I can do this. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. I think it's when you come to that realization of like, hang on, this is people actually do this for a job.
1: This could be a career. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you must have been a big movie watcher then.
1: I was a big movie watcher, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah.
0: And you said E.T. What other kind of movies were sticking out to you at that point that you were like, oh, oh my cool.
1: gosh. All those are evil Dead's and the horror movies, of course, that I loved when I was a kid. But um. Yeah. I mean, the thing, of course, changed my life. And in American World in London, I remember vividly like when that came out, first time on VHS, my parents rented it. And of course, it was like 1983 or whatever. And, mm-hmm. my, and uh, I was too young to watch it. They were really strict with me watching this. And maybe that's why it evolved into a fascination. But <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But they called me from my bedroom, you know, like, hey, you, you got to see this scene. And they let me just watch the transformation scene. And oh I remember my that, God. yeah. And I was like, "What? This is the best thing I'd ever seen in my life." You know,
2: and
1: he's <laughs> like, okay, now go back to your room. You can't watch anymore." So the fascination oh, always yeah, that just—I mean, that might have been the catalyst, honestly. That might have been the moment. The oh, yeah, old, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that movie—it was the movie that really kind of nudged me in that world for sure.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. And when you were going to Seattle and going to that shop and buying stuff, was that more to make? stop motion stuff and puppets or was it actual makeup? Oh my thing? gosh
1: that was literally like those are the days where like you know stippling on latex on your elbow and then rolling it up and throwing some blood on and scaring your mom you know.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that kind
1: of stuff but I was doing a little sculpting I was trying to make like stop motion puppets mm-hmm. and uh I was getting all those magazines like Fantastique and Fangora and Gorzo and all those things and they have the little uh how-to you know sections and I was like oh I gotta make a mechanical hand and stuff like oh that. And and, uh, cool... and, and luckily I, when I was in high school and I was still kind of like dabbling and stuff with this, um, mm-hmm. I met, uh, Christian Tinsley. We went to the same high school and, and some other, some guy was like, Hey, uh, there's this other guy that does this crap, you know? Like, oh, okay. So, but, uh, yeah. So we, we ended up getting a, like, a, a little shop together and we practiced on each other. So we kind of like inspired each other, like, Hey, let's keep going. Let's keep going and doing this stuff. And, and strangely enough, we eventually moved out here together, and then, yeah, that's that's how we started. It's interesting.
0: That's awesome to have that buddy in crime to kind oh, of totally bounce off each other and get excited. And what do you mean you start, had a little workshop? Like, were you in someone one of your uh, guys' garages or something?
1: Kinda. Um, there was this place. Actually, Christian worked at this place, and I think he he got the job just because of the name of the company, which is hilarious: is Foam Rubber City. <laughs> and, and, and it sounds like awesome, but it's, it was literally an upholstery shop, you know? So he talked to the owners and they had like a little extra space out behind this uh, shop and he convinced them to um, rent out space to us so we could practice. And it was uh Christian. And then there's another fellow we met from Seattle named Damon Bard, mm-hmm. who also has, he's got a very successful career and uh, he's an amazing sculptor. Um, and we all three of us just rented out this space and, uh, whatever our part-time jobs in high school and stuff we'd all end up there in the evenings and uh it was I had a lot of good memories just the three of us just you know tooling around and foam rubber city making and practicing on each other yeah. Well, yeah it was just it was awesome.
0: working it out trying to work stuff out right
1: absolutely absolutely because back in the day we didn't have youtube and podcasts and things to <laughs> listen to you to understand what it was so it was like you really had to search for this stuff you know you had to It was like gold when finding a little nugget of how to, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know,
0: that's cool. Would you then like what, when you, when you had those favorite films and stuff with those specific creatures, like, would you kind of pause on them and try and figure out how stuff was done or.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think back then it was always about the edit, you know, and, and which I kind of like now it's just like, Oh, we'll just CG together and kind of puzzle piece. So, but then it was always, you could tell they kind of storyboarded the, you know, outcome and then they figured it out piece by piece on how they can cut into the, I always tried to figure out how they did it. And yeah, that's kind of the magic of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. So then you guys move, you decide to move down to, LA, yeah. How old were you then?
1: Oh gosh, I was 21, I think, 22.
0: Okay, it's a good age. Like of... that.
1: Yeah, I trained it enough, uh, we started in like Sacramento and the or in the Bay Area also. And uh, there was like a like a haunted house company that Christian was like, "Hey man, I got, there's a real gig, you know." You know, so I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So we went out and worked in a haunted house company for a year together. Oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so, which was kind of fun. It was really fun. And so this this guy was dumb enough to give us money and uh, you know, <laughs> work year round to build a haunted house, which is awesome. So and I think eventually we just uh you're like, hey, you know, we gotta make the next move and move to Southern California and uh, yeah. and make that move. Yeah.
0: And then what happens when you get to LA?
1: My first job in LA was working for Mark Rappaport, which is a creature effects company, mm-hmm. and uh, it was for the, the, the Tool music video. What? And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up. That was, that was my first gig, <laughs> and of course I was like, and, and I got a call back from Mark. And Of course, you know, I did the, you know, I sent out my portfolio to everyone, which was it was nothing of a portfolio. So I was just happy enough to be working anywhere. And he called. Have you ever heard of a band called Tool? I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to work in a music video? Oh, yeah. So my first job was working on, it was just making molds on, um, you know, for some of the stop motion puppets and mm-hmm. uh, actually building some of the sets and the props. And um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a good good way to step in, you know, was jumping into music videos. It was cool.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just with someone who has that, that crazy vision of um... – <laughs> Just the imagery is so full on.
1: Oh, it is! It is. And I would always add Adam uh, Jones, who coincidentally was a makeup effects guy at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, I would always ask him, like, what, "What's this video about?" And he'd just stare at me, like, "What? Well, do well, don't ask that because <laughs> I don't think he knows what really an it about. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not I mean,
0: about anything. Yeah, it's
1: well. not about anything. It's just a visual. <laughs> Shut up, kid." <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what was that? What was that music video? What was uh, uh,
1: it's an a- anima. Oh wow. Yeah, so, yeah, which is great. And I just recently went to their concert and they played that video on the background. I was like, yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. It's pretty cool. That. That's yeah. awesome. And then what happens from there?
1: From there, I yeah, worked at Marks for about a year and a half, I think, okay. doing a bunch of like little low budget full moon movies, you know, Puppet Master, whatever, 20. And uh <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, think I, I jumped around a lot of like a lot, a lot of shops. I think I worked at Tom Berman's for a moment and uh, uh, I landed at Neotech, which is this uh, prop company, and I okay. was there for a little while. Um, and they were kind of good because they were looking for a, a, an outside perspective on makeup effects. And uh, for some reason, I think you know, I think we were working on Armageddon, and uh, and then it trailed into a <laughs> supernova. So they were looking for people who knew how to do like rubber work, and um, they were doing all the gaskets between all the helmets and the suits okay. and stuff. Yeah, so I was there kind of to be their guy for that. And that trailed into uh, Fight Club, which was like, ah, that was the the, the film uh, for working there. I, I loved working on that one. That was fun.
0: Yeah. What were you doing? So that was art department stuff?
1: It was. It was. It was a prop. cut. Co- so
0: making props.
1: Yeah, making props. Yeah, Like I helped make the little bar soap that says Fight Club on it.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah,
1: which was kind of cool. And then uh, <laughs> we had the bags of fat that they toss over the fence, And uh, we That made still just of, creeps me yeah, out. Yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> gross but that was fun yeah. that's
0: awesome i see because i was looking at your imdb and i'm just like there's art department there's actor there's special effects i'm like geez kevin gets around he's been doing it all
1: uh, a little bit of But <laughs> <hang on. laughs> i'll do whatever <laughs> yeah. that's
0: awesome but yeah. i also what stuck out to me was prop maker for the cell now
1: the cell yeah yeah, there was um, a lot of little, just little things. There was tools, um, like the some of the torture tools that were okay. basically, they were meant to look like seahorse pattern, if I remember. I mean, this is so okay. many years ago. And there was like an intestine puller that I made, like this little wind-up thing. It was pretty, some really gross stuff. <laughs> to be oh, honest. yeah,
0: that, that <laughs> film visually is disturbing as hell. Yeah. So That's why I was just like, it caught my attention. Yeah. But I was wondering, did that workshop have anything to do with the horse?
1: the horse you know Do you remember i don't i don't think that, so
0: okay i don't think so
1: that
0: image is stuck with me i can tell you that much
1: no there was like a bleaching tank that we built okay and uh i'm trying to remember i remember i made a collar there was two different like neck collars for mm-hmm. jennifer lopez yeah and i built on the there's like a rough one and then there's like a really beautiful one i i made the rough one so <laughs> it's uh, yeah so it was it was fun i was there's so much stuff on that. The one thing about working at that prop company is yeah. that there would be like literally 10 movies going on at the same – there would be like a board with all these movies going on. And half the time, I didn't know what they were. Yeah. So it was – they would churn out stuff so – it's a totally different world. I remember at one point, they were like, here, work on this gun. And I'm like aging a gun. And then, and then I go and see the movie, The Mexican. And it was, the whole movie was, the Mexican was the gun from the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and I we were like standing, like, hey, I think I worked on That's crazy. But they were just churn out stuff so fast. It was insane. So that was kind of a fun thing. Yeah. To do. Yeah. But I, I, I think I, as I was there, I was like, I need to get back to what I came out here for, which was, yeah. you know, makeup. So I finally had to, you know, leave that company, and uh, you know, and then I, I think I, I, jumped right into like XFX, and um, you know, bounced around a lot of, you know, a lot of shop bouncing around. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's well, awesome. And then, were you going on set at any point during during I that, would, or was that a little bit? Yeah,
1: I went on set for well, when I was at the prop company we if it was needed but most of the time it was sent out and you never saw it again right Um, but i did get to go on set for fight club a little bit and that's uh, cool yeah it was kind of cool there was and then and a few other shops but the smaller shops i was on set all the time because as you know in smaller shops it's like you'd carry things all the way through and then you go to set with it whereas like i was at know you know you get departmentalized you know you're in the you're in the mold shop, you're in the mold shop, you're in the foam room, you're in the foam room, you're in this room, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it took a little while. And I think I was yearning. I'm like, okay, oh, I I like I like being in the shop. Mm-hmm. But I do like seeing how it is on set. And I like to the control of how it the end product is going to be on set. So that's
0: the goal of
1: where I was yearning. That was the yearning. And I think anybody that's in the shop would say that too. they're like, right, I want to get out of here, you know yeah unfortunately that's the truth but (laughs) yeah well
0: no i think it's i mean you may even get to that point too where if you're just on set all the time you might be like man i just want to see a makeup through from start to finish
1: totally totally absolutely
0: uh, how often now do you get to do, you know, start with the sculpt and go all the way through to applying it and looking after it on set? I mean, that, everything's that kind now of me.
1: is more of a, a when I, well, I've been at KB for the last, you know, 14, 15 years or something like that. And the, yeah, I got to the point where, yeah, I would be able to sculpt the makeup and watch it and then carry it on to set, which I preferred to do because I can only answer to myself if it doesn't work, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? but the edge is not in the right spot, you know, yeah. so, and it's my own fault. So it, you know, it's, uh, I think all of us are a little bit of control freaks when it comes to that, you know, because when sometimes you open up a box and you see something and you're like, this is fantastic. And then you put it on and it doesn't quite work. So
0: it's Yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to have that control from the beginning. But totally. also I think it's just uh, it's satisfying to just be like, yeah, I did this from start to finish. Start to finish, time.
1: yeah, and it's your baby, you know. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's cool. You have a little more That's pride insane. in it for sure,
0: yeah. Absolutely. So while you're coming up through all of this and making these little changes to get to where you're wanting to be, at any point was there like a single piece of advice that you received from somebody that really Yeah. With you?
1: I, I think the biggest one was going into being on set and the confusion of when you first start working on set on a frequent bit. you know, is I think yeah. it was just be really communicative with the 80 department. And, um, and that is something I still, you know, know when to go in and when to go out when you're doing your last looks and things like that. But if something's going to take a little longer than a last look, let them know and let them know the problem. So they just need to be informed at all times, you know, yeah. which I see a lot of times where like, oh, there's an edge there and they're like, I don't know what to do. And people panic and I'm like, yeah, just got to let them know, you know, it's just going to be this. And if it can't, then you're just letting them know that there's a situation, you know? Yeah. But uh, communication is just, is really important, you know? That's the one thing I've, it's stuck with me for sure.
0: Absolutely. Because it can, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no point in freaking out about something and just like say something and they'll yeah. be like, yeah, go, you've got 10 minutes, sort yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have 10
1: minutes, then they know, you know, yeah. hey, okay, we might have to fix this in post and this time is more important than the minute you will take yeah. to fix it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so looking at your incredible resume, you did some traveling overseas as well for some of these films they did some location stuff
1: yeah quite a bit actually but early on quite a bit i'd say my favorite was passion of the christ that was yeah yeah i mean it's a long you know a long stint in uh italy oh wow um, all over italy and uh yeah. it had, you know it was, it was beautiful the people were beautiful the, the film was really challenging it was it was the hardest job I've ever had to do, but most rewarding. Oh
0: my goodness. That, yeah. yeah, Normally that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. I'd
1: hate, I'd hate
0: for someone to say it was the most challenging and I hated the end result. That would
1: suck. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily
0: you don't hear it that often. Yeah. yeah. So how long were you in Italy?
1: I think it was just over five months or close to maybe over six, something like that. And uh, yeah, that's a good uh, chunk of time. It was a good chunk of time. That was a good one. And uh, I think off and on, I was in Prague for, I did like three films in a row in Prague. So I was there oh, for love like Prague. a little over a year. I, that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think when I I only I've only been there once and it was for just like ten weeks I think I was there. Yeah. But I remember saying to you and Karen that I was going over and you guys were just like we love Prague.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where that's kind of where I met Karen. So yeah, ah, a lot also- of good things came out of Prague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a, yeah, it's an awesome city to hang out in. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute, because you went. I remember talking to you at one point about hostel where you, you went on set for that that was, that was like that, Eastern that was in, Europe somewhere right was in
1: Prague that was Prague yeah I did hospital uh, one and, and two there uh, oh my
0: goodness <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I And mean, it was interesting yeah that first hospital movie was was really uh fun but uh it was pretty difficult because I was by myself for the show, and so a lot of it—I mean—in in your, in your, you know, Prague, so there's not like any makeup stores or you know anything like yeah. that. So a lot of this stuff we had to kind of—I just had to come up with on the fly. So it was what it was. A lot of stuff. <laughs> in that movie, I was like, eh, this is some little horror movie. No one's ever going to see it. <laughs> god and then opening weekend was like 90 million people i'm like oh my gosh i had a panic attack opening weekend. Yeah.
0: Like, oh i was god. down and i was down in little old new zealand watching it i was like yeah. this shit's messed up this yeah. is awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
1: that was that was A time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what you got to do. You've got to have a pretty big hat, and you've got to pull things out of it sometimes. Just like it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna (laughs) do my best
0: and walk away.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty, pretty much that. It was all out of hat stuff. Yeah, for sure. But it was cool. I was very thankful to be on that one for sure
0: yeah i mean you've done quite a bit of gore stuff haven't you
1: oh uh, yeah yeah it's kind of what i mean yeah. i worked at can for quite a while and they are the kind of go-to guys for doing some horror movies they're
0: oh okay you
1: know you know they're masters at it so yeah it was we do i did a string of horror movies one after another it seemed like i did the Hostel one too and hills of eyes and, bomb and there's movie. a bit of
0: grindhouse and oh, grindhouse. Lower, Yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: grindhouse is fun planet like a, terror yeah <laughs> yeah those are fun ones yeah
0: that's awesome so throughout this you're not in the union are you so
1: yeah no it is, wasn't
0: that's'm I'm, I'm sure that's grinding your gears a little bit to uh, be able to be on set and follow things through like you like to
1: yeah at the time I mean this was all shoot. most of it was shooting in Europe or overseas and so it was kind of fun and stuff but it was painful because none of those hours I could acquire to Gain my, you know, my union status. So I'd come back and I'd be like, you know, work three years in a row on stuff in Europe, and then like, oh, I'm never going to get in the union. You know, this is insane. (laughs) You know, and of course, you know, you work in right to work states, and then you have all those loopholes of working in right to work states, where you're you're technically not supposed to be working there, so your hours aren't accounted for as well. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time. Finally got in. I'm very thankful to be in for sure. And uh, it's definitely changed things now. It's brought me to the world of day checking, and uh, (laughs) which is
0: that's cool. So you have a bit more of a variety of yeah, Yeah. jobs and stuff too, right?
1: Yeah, and I like that. I like the coming in and uh, you know, like what do you need? What do you got? All right, cool. Let's do it. (laughs) In and out. It's fun. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. I feel like that takes a certain type of person because yeah. that causes me anxiety and I know <laughs> <laughs> and I know I probably shouldn't admit that but no it's, it's, just, it's like it did for there. me
1: at first it did for yeah. me at first but now it's like there's you know, it's, you know, you can only be as good of what they supply you and what you can do and this and that. And, and I've never had a uh, touch wood. I haven't had the situation where I come in and it's just not worked out at all because I didn't. it's fine. Every It's usually great.
0: I mean, you probably know most of the people that you're coming in to help out, right?
1: Um, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I've had a few where I had no idea who the people were. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's always interesting because as you know, and you go in, you got to kind of learn personalities. A little bit. So, um, yeah, I just go in and just be kind and do your job and make sure you're clean and
0: uh yeah yeah i think it just comes with experience i think and confidence that yeah. you know just know you can rock in and do what needs to happen and i always feel like it's the first day of school every day
1: it, it, yeah <laughs> like i'm just like oh, there's new
0: people there's new stuff it's not my set it's uh you know and yeah. but i get over it pretty quickly but it's just that that first little half hour in the morning of anxiety that i just oh drives yeah forward.
1: oh i know i know <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, what was the job that you were on that got into the union? Was it The, Actually, walking, dead it, it that was you the walking
1: Dead it was The That's Walking awesome. Dead. It was The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was, strangely, it was season two of The Walking Dead. That was on season one. It's a long story there, but basically. Oh, it always was, is. It always is. Oh, everyone's is. Got getting in the union story, but I got yeah. in on season two. And um, so, uh, but I was on season one, so yeah, it was The Walking Dead that I got on on, it. and uh, I've been on that. I was on that show for nine years. So that yeah,
0: was, that been drunk of my
1: career. Strangely, it was that nine years was a long time.
0: <laughs> it's amazing because yeah. I mean, it was an international phenomenon. Like, uh, oh yeah. So working on that, when you first went in, did you have any idea that it was gonna turn into what it did? Uh,
1: no, not at all. I had good vibes about it, to be honest, but um yeah, yeah it's kind of a careful what you wish for thing because I was always like, I wanna do a zombie makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a zombie makeup. And then you know, nine years later, I'd be like, I don't want to do anything else than a zombie makeup.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say are you like zombie out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but it was um it was really cool like the first season, and you know how you always get the looky loos coming up, and like "What is this? We're Walking Dead." I never heard of it, and it was three mm. cuts to three years later. There would be literally three, four hundred people standing outside the set, looking oh to goodness. get autographed. i never experienced anything like. The Walking Dead. It, it, it was people would just be waiting outside down the block, and I'm a Karen got, got on the crew, and she got creeped out a few times. Would be driving by, and people yell out my name. She goes, "How do people know who you are? Like, what the
0: heck is? Oh this? my goodness!
2: Yeah,
1: it was really kind of bizarre to see the the growing of it, but it was yeah. I mean that'll always be like a part of my life that that show
0: for oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was just like, God kevin has probably done more zombie makeups than anybody else that i know on the planet <laughs> do you know what i mean uh, like, no, oh i mean, my-
1: tried to do the math before and you're like <laughs> the average zombie per episode and we've done i've done over a 100 episodes something like a 100 and i don't know i think 120 episodes or something like that yeah and uh, so yeah Go figure, probably 10, 15 zombies per episode, you know? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That is crazy. So within that, how, I mean, how do you keep, I mean, because you guys had a a zombie look. Obviously, it was established and worked out in that first season kind of thing. But then you have these featured zombies that are coming through. How, How do you just keep that? Fresh and that's a stupid word to use when I'm saying zombies. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, Greg, was really specific the first season. He was always come up and going, "Hey, you know, okay, they, you know, it's the first season. It should they should look kind of like uh, emaciated and this and that and color." But each season, I don't know if it was it was kind of an unspoken thing, but we always went a little, little further and a little further and a little further, and, and and they, you know. They got to the point where, of course, they none of them had lips and, <laughs> and stuff. So by mm-hmm. the, the last season, I, I wasn't on the season ten, but I know that yeah, it's just like they don't have skin anymore. <laughs> you know, they're like gone, and they've explored every option of how to make a zombie at this point. You know. it's, yeah, it's, uh, it was a big creative team pool. Basically, everyone shot in ideas and everyone kind of bit off each other. And it was very kind of fun. Actually, a lot of people are like, are you tired of the zombie makeup? So I go, no, no, actually, it's kind of fun because each time was like Mr. Potato Head, you know. Mm. We had a wall of appliances. I think we had uh, like over 200 and something appliances. That you kind of go over and it was all organized, and you just kind of, oh, there's a nose, there's a chin, there's a face, there's a forehead. And then uh, we kind of just look at the performer and we knew which pieces work best for each performer.
0: So and, you're building uh, a zombie.
1: Yeah, it was totally Mr. <laughs> Potato Head. It was like, <laughs> mur, mur, mur. okay, there, there it is, that's done, that's good, moving out, you know. So, and we got down really fast. I mean, we tried to get them down to an hour and a half to two hours, and that's like ball cap you know, false teeth, you know, oh I mean, it was, uh, you know, laying hair, anything, everything. So it, we got, it. we, we be, all became machines at making these zombies and kicking them out. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So when you've got these, the, the real featured ones that have something weird yeah. Yeah. going on, that's a little different than others. How much input did you have in the middle of all of that kind of character design?
1: Yeah, quite a bit actually. Yeah. I mean, there'd be the script that we'd start with and then Greg would yeah. always come and say, this is, this is the idea that we have. And then we put in our input for sure. And uh, yeah, it was always something. I mean, it was always written in the script. And a lot of times we'd always laugh because it would be written in the script and then we'd put it, you know, it would be very specific in the script. And then on the day they'll be like, all right, there's a oops, stab it in the head and it'll fall on the ground. And we're like, okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but so they uh, were happy
0: um, with it then. I guess they liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah the process was, was always like, uh, the, you know, the guys in the shop would sculpt the pieces so if we were on set, if not, you know, be involved in the uh, first few episodes. Cause they'd usually kind of an outline of scripts. And then we kind of know where we're going to go with that season. So we create a bunch of new pieces. And if there was any specific zombies, we'd yeah. build those at the shop. And, uh, yeah, the guys, the sculptors at the k would come up with these sculpts and yeah, we'd ship them out. And
0: That's very uh, cool. Yeah, fun. So throughout that time, were there any um, – did you guys throw in any kind of like tributes to iconic zombies? of oh, all time, the time. Times gone by, yeah?
1: All the time. And it was <laughs> – to be honest, I mean, I think we did it for us in the beginning, yeah. and then fans started finding them,
0: oh. and
1: then it became almost like, okay, now what one we got to do? And it almost got to the point where, like, okay, now it's too much. <laughs> so, but yeah, we did every, I think every iconic zombie from any remote mirror, anything, you know? And uh, and then there were some that weren't even zombies, like just from like Night of the Comet, like really obscure ones that we just throw in. And it was just for us, you know, really a lot of the times.
0: But that's um, so cool. Like you're keeping yourself within this, like nine seasons, 10 seasons of doing this, you're kind yeah. of keeping it fun, keeping the challenges oh, yeah. coming in, trying different stuff. So, yeah, we, awesome. we
1: had so much fun on that. And and I love all those guys. They were like big family, you know, and, and uh, Greg had so much fun with coming up with that stuff. I have to say, and sometimes he wouldn't even let us know. We need to open up boxes and we're like, oh, here's a, you know, American World from London, Jack Puppet. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is really cool. And uh, so we slipped that in there. We did all sorts of stuff. I think we put the Creepshow crate in there at one point and uh, some Raiders of Lost Ark references. And Greg was always coming up with great ones, like a license plate that was from Jaws, the one they pulled out of the belly of the shark. Yeah. Some ones that people didn't pick up on. So there's all sorts of little things. But I think, like I said, it was – I felt like it was more for us because we were just having fun. And then it just got picked up on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's awesome that it was in an environment where you felt like you could do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very friendly, very fun, very light. It was fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's nice. So, going from fun to talking about the humidity that is um, in Atlanta in the oh heat. Oh my gosh! How was that challenge with that, all those makeups?
1: That was the worst part, to be honest. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and the uh, environments that we were in a lot of the times. And I, I mean, I'm a kid that grew up in Seattle in the woods and stuff, but their woods are totally a different thing, you know. Mm. So that humidity. And uh, a lot of the times we get done, you know, we do waves of makeups, and then we would send people out to watch the makeups. And i would be on my third makeup, and I go out and see my first makeup completely falling off. <laughs> you know? And it's it's kind of like, uh, geez, you know, we just got used to it. I mean, we we use strong uh, glue, you know. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Yeah, we use strong glue, there, and we kind of learned it. After a while, we kind of knew all our act performers and what, you know what glue to use with each performer. But it was, it was just a, it's just we knew what it was, and we had to constantly watch that sweat because zombies don't sweat, right? You know, so yeah,
0: just be on top of it. <laughs> they're, they're just
1: it. dripping sweat. And,
0: oh no. Yeah. And a bit of trial and error, as you say, working out with your performers, what works better for them and and what doesn't.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's skin type's a little different. You know, you find that person where the glue is a little, sticks a little too hard on and we just figured out their skin types for sure.
0: So I'm assuming long days with cleanup as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the first couple of seasons, we would, uh, we actually had more times with the zombies, but I think we got smarter and Greg worked out this great way of Like, okay, any scenes with big zombie numbers. They would always have something to shoot before that. So we'd have a little extra room. Otherwise we'd be there, you know, you know, ridiculous hours every day. So they were they kind of worked around the makeups a little bit, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yay for scheduling to help out makeup. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: I mean it's gonna help them out in the long run, I'm sure. But
1: yeah, it did help them out <laughs> in the long run. Sure. Financially too, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you got two Emmys working on that show. So that's yeah, pretty fucking cool.
1: that uh, that is cool. And I never honestly I'm never I'm not a trophy chaser. I've never got into this for the didn't even come in my radar that would that could even happen. So it's such a neat little nod to have that have an Emmy it
0: was pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. Have Emmy. Hey, you've got two, buddy. Come on. I have two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she needed a friend. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we're friends. <laughs> That's yeah. very cool. So, after all these years of working with zombies, I have to ask: like, do you have a plan of attack for the zombie apocalypse? (laughs) none at all (laughs) was that not a conversation that came up often or Uh,
1: it it was my my plan was just find an island i don't understand these people were running around in the cities and trying to i just go all right just find an island and you know check out that's what i do
0: (laughs) you know well i i used to think the same thing when i was living in wellington back in new zealand and there was a reasonably large island off the coast and i was like if that's got fresh water That's it.
1: That's it. it (laughs) Totally. But then
0: I remember seeing. Oh man, I can't remember which film it was. One of the zombie films, and they walked into the water and came out like the other side of the river. Oh, you
1: know what? You're right.
0: And then the movie movie
1: Zombie, which is I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. It it is a classic uh, Lucio Fulci film. mm -hmm. They have a zombie that walks underwater and it gets in a fight with a shark. And, no, it's that's live, hardcore. Yeah, and it's a live shark and it bites his arm off and everything else. It's the best thing ever. It's so, it's so great. And then, yeah, you know what? You're right. Maybe, maybe you can't escape zombies. That's just it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll be all right for a while, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you still got to keep one eye open, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so now that you've done a bunch of workshop Work and on set stuff what what are the differences there like what are the pros and cons what do you like and just i don't know if you dislike anything about them but what i
1: don't do dislike either of, either of them i mean definitely there's pros and cons for it but uh yeah i mean the pros to working in the shop like is, you know you get to see things kind of through a little bit and i do love sculpting and kind of figuring out what it's going to be and and it's kind of a lot of a lot of fun i love designing i do love designing and being part of that And I love R&D as well. I love figuring something out that hasn't been done before or a blood gag that hasn't been done before or one that has been done before and try and make it better. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I really enjoy that aspect of it for sure. And, and being at home <laughs> for any period of time, which is nice too, which, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, I kind of like being home. It's
0: good. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And especially, I mean, you've done your time, I would say like working in Atlanta for, for what, like yeah, nine years. Yeah, and and seven then... months
1: out of the year. It was, just, yeah. was a long time. Yeah.
0: How did yeah. you handle that? Like um, you kept a place in LA, and you were—I had just, an
1: apartment that I kept year round in uh, in Atlanta, and uh, just kept it there to be dormant five months out of the year. And uh, and then you yeah. yeah, started really, really trying on me. And uh, Greg was so generous; he brought Karen on, my wife, um, who's also an amazing makeup artist, and she's incredible. she's incredible. And yeah. she she just took right to the root of it. She just she got really got the hang of it pretty. Pretty fast, and uh, mm-hmm. and we we're so it was great. So we got to live together, and so I had a little piece of home with me, and my dog was there. So it was. It, you know being on the road was not so bad that's that's for sure
0: yeah I think it makes it a bit easier and I mean the good thing about going back each season and going back into the same apartment must have been nice instead of like figuring it all out again with yeah the
1: yeah the and, 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 yeah and we had you know we had our furniture and everything was there so yeah it just that, that first week of coming back when you're trying to settle in it was, it was easy it was just all the familiarities of, of being in Peachtree City Georgia <laughs> but, yeah, I made so many friends there so many good people there yeah. yeah oh
0: that's awesome yeah i think that's one of the great things about this industry is just the people that you meet like it is. it's amazing it is. and think of them as family because you spend so much freaking time with everybody oh my god for
1: sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yep.
0: so uh, speaking of your incredibly talented wife yeah. being a makeup artist um what is that dynamic like like that must be pretty awesome being able to i don't know just have that dialogue and chat oh, about it- It
1: is. It is. It's cool to be able to have that in common. So we can, you know, we tell stories back and forth. We can learn off each other quite a bit. And I've learned off her quite a bit. She's great. She's good with a little bit of everything. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So we can, when, you know, you go home and you vent, there's somebody that can understand (laughs) what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's great. And also the, uh, you know, it's, we don't, we never made a rule when we first started getting together. We were like, Hey, let's not be that couple. that You have to hire one to work with the other and that and that. So, uh, we both want to have very independent careers, but from time to time we do work together and it's always, it's always great. It's fun.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you guys could take over the world if you wanted to, Kevin.
1: No, 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 right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: There's so much talent living under one roof. It's crazy. (laughs)
1: we talked about it. We talked about it. let us <laughs> open up our own shop and nah, nah. like nah, I don't know if we want we don't like responsibility like that either. <laughs>
0: well, what about do you see yourself being in a position at some point of being the head of department on films or jobs or anything like that? Is that an ambition that you would like to like would you like to try that out?
1: Um, I would like to try it out. I've done it in small scales, but I've never. It's not. It's it's not ever been a motive of mine. Actually, I think a lot of times when head of departments get that position, and they kind of lose the um, sometimes the uh, involvement in the creative process, and that it's all you know. Of course, the scheduling and the, all that kind of stuff takes over.
0: Which yeah, I, a lot of I paperwork,
1: look, paperwork and in hiring and letting you know all the that stuff that i've never really been fond of to be honest so yeah uh, I, I like going in there and doing the makeup you know i've always been a kind of a blue collar makeup artist you know
0: that's very cool well i mean it's just you're about the art you want to be creative you want to get your hands into it You don't yeah know to just be. yeah yeah that's awesome and tell me this do you ever do any normal makeup like beauty makeups or anything like uh, that
1: i have but uh, it's not something i'm comfortable with i this is something that i <laughs> it's funny I, I really need to brush up on it i could do it but i'm not eh, comfortable with it so uh i need to really like just do it all the time to get to that comfortable zone where i can go in and feel confident about doing it so yeah i don't want so to be one of those don't want to be one of those makeup effects guys that never does it you know but truthfully it's not what i was passionate about when i got into it either so i have to find the passion you know yeah it's tricky cause
0: they it. are very different ends of the spectrum aren't they I they mean.
1: really are yeah And I feel there's, I'm constantly working doing makeup effects. So it hasn't arisen as much as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's something I need to do (laughs) for sure. More tools, you know, the better you are for sure, you know.
0: Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, if, you know, steady work is coming in for what you specialize in, then that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: Is there a type of makeup that you, I mean, you've obviously done a lot of zombies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you've obviously, you've done a bit of gore now. Yep. um Have you done much in the way of likeness makeups and aging and things like that?
1: I've done a little bit of aging. I've always wanted to do a likeness makeup. That's kind of on my yeah. bucket list, bucket list makeups to do. I really want to get into doing more character. Yeah, that's something that I got to strive for. I got to do it. I think I might have to do it a little bit more on my own just to perfected a little bit more yeah yeah it's something i want to get to do more it's easy to get pigeonholed into into doing you know, you're the zombie guy, which I get all the time. I go on set, you know, you oh, can do something else than a zombie, or you're gonna do something else uh, than gore. And I go, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could do other things, you know. <laughs> so I need to just, you know, broaden my horizon for sure with that stuff. But it's something I know I can do, but uh, I have to earn the confidence of others to let me do.
0: Uh, yeah, that's cool. I think what you're saying about just doing it as a like side little passion project is pretty cool cuz then you you'll have that control of doing the sculpt and seeing yeah. it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. So you can work out those little how you like it and how you don't like it and all that type of stuff. Exactly.
1: Exactly. What works what doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean those are two different ends of the spectrum or as an outsider I don't know because I obviously have not done aging makeup and I have not done you know a creature or gore or anything like that. But I imagine doing like a delicate aging makeup or likeness makeup compared to creating a creature.
1: Oh yeah. It's quite different, right? It, very much so. Very much so. Because creatures are sometimes you got to think kind of um, layers of colors and, and and it's much, very much more broad strokes. You know, the finessing of doing a realistic makeup could be lost on a lot of guys who do creature stuff because they'll do you know, they're spatter too big or they're, you know, it, they kind of look kind of like a makeup, you know, in the end, you know? So I, I think it's just something that comes with time, you know, it, yeah. you gotta, to draw it back a little bit, you know, a lot of it.
0: To <laughs> be able to have like a bit more of a delicate
1: touch exactly exactly that's
0: very cool I love it when I'm watching something and I don't realize that they have appliances on because they're so subtle and beautifully uh, done that you just say like, what oh they've got a nose on oh, I had yeah. no idea like that's just my those little, I love it yeah oh yeah. it's amazing
1: and, and, yeah when you're, and I've had it's happened to me many times they're like oh I didn't even know he had a nose tip on that's fantastic that's good I did I did some uh makeup sculpt for i didn't apply it dave dupe applied it but i sculpted these pieces for um, gary Oldman for the book of eli movie oh cool and it was just bad acne skinners just transfers
2: mm-hmm.
0: and,
1: and there was like nine pieces to it and it took a couple you know tries to get it right and uh, but it was like the biggest compliment ever is walking out of the movie theater and i overheard someone walking out and like i didn't realize gary Oldman had such bad skin Ah. i was like yeah that's right yeah it's good they've knocked knocked it out of the park on that it was fantastic
0: yeah i feel like i could have actually been that person
2: (laughs) (laughs) i probably would have been like
0: what i didn't know his skin was that bad i don't remember seeing it like that yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's very cool he's a great face to transform though he really goes. he's that guy loves it
1: he loves it he's it wasn't even scripted that To have that he just thought this character should have bad skin and that's what he wanted so he got production to pay for bad skin
0: that's very cool
1: he loves wearing the makeup i know that yeah
0: yeah i think it's just so much more of a collaborative situation when an actor wants to really lean into something like that and has those ideas like and wants to do it and is willing to sit there and have it done and wear it and look after it throughout the day and all that type of stuff like that's uh, it's awesome
1: It is awesome. Other than the guy sitting in the chair, rolling his eyes like, "Oh, how much longer?" (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they're passionate about it. It's very, it's nice. It's
0: nice. It is. I think they. I don't know. They they have more respect for your craft as well. I think when yes, they they do. Yeah, give you that time and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Now I wanted to ask you, what is one tool or product you would not like to work without? Now I know there's a lot (laughs) because you have like a. A million uh, favorite things, but I want you to just choose one. Oh,
1: gosh. Funny enough, lately, it's been Opsite Tape. Opsite <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Tape. I use it on everything, you know, and it could be used in, in so many different ways, you know. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If I had a second, it would be this Mac palette that I really kinda of liking lately.
0: You're just so, passionate it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like a paint stick palette that I love. It's primary colors and in Ah cool. Yeah. And I've been falling in love with that. Thanks, but off site tape, I don't think I could go on a set without that now. <laughs> It's makeup artist duct tape is what it is.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Here, i just fix it with a little bit of this.
1: <laughs> oh, this edge is going up. It's from Mopsype. There it is. All right, done. Move on. <laughs> so,
0: That's very yeah. cool. So what are some of the stuff that you've worked on lately over the last year?
1: This last year, like I said, I've been doing a lot of day checking. But yeah, I played with uh, Brian Sype over on Mandalorian a little bit. And, oh, uh, very cool. Yeah. Were you a Star Wars fan? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. So that's so, pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, yeah, I was geeking out the whole time. Of course, I can't <laughs> talk about any of it, but it's uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, I did a, a bit of Orville. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I was working on a show for KNB uh, this last year called Jupiter's Legacy, which was a lot of fun, too. So that was a Netflix show. It's so up and coming. So, yeah. Awesome! Oh, and Space Jam 2.
0: <laughs> yeah, how many years later? When was Space <laughs> Jam? Right,
1: Space Jam two. So that was that was heaps of fun too. That was that's fun. Yeah.
0: Awesome! Oh, so you did some stuff on Legion as well. You went in and helped and out on that.
1: I did a little bit on Legion. Yeah, there was Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. It's the end of her, her demise. Spoiler, sorry, but she cuts her throat and she's bleeding. So I did a neck gag for her where she bleeds out and dies, and then she turns into. This show is so surreal. She turns into this like tree thing, so we, we, we glue a bunch of vines on her, and she blends into a tree. It was pretty wild. I have to watch the show <laughs> because it was—it's very surreal set to be on. Everything seemed yeah. a little, you know, disconnected and, and bizarre. And there's there's these characters that look like blue meanies and that run around. So we did those a couple of days, and <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's a that's quite a variety right there. I mean, you're going from like a throat cut gag to.
2: Nature meanies, tree yeah. and then
0: blue meanies yeah. <laughs> running around. I haven't seen the show, but my husband watches it and I walk in every now and again and we'll just like look at the screen and be like, What is this?
1: What are you watching? Yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> surreal. I caught bits of yeah. it and I'm like, I kinda like this. This is really cool. Howard, I know that he loves that show. Those guys are fantastic. And I think we were all sad to see the series end and uh yeah. Yeah. This is one of those shows that you're like, why this, couldn't this just go on forever? It's a good show.
0: That's awesome. Now, if you could choose one person to hear on the podcast, who would that be?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, the best storyteller in makeup effects is Craig Reardon. Really? Yeah. He's amazing. Okay. If you do it, be prepared for a five hour podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if I have the stamina for that. We might do
1: parts. He is fantastic, <laughs> and he's a good storyteller. And I have to say that I'm a massive fan of his work. And he's not shy about telling stories. He's really oh, good. I mean, cool. the guy worked on ET for Christ's sake, you know. So I was geeking out on that and Goonies oh. and all those other movies. Yeah. So
0: well, this is the thing. I mean, you come up you know you are a fan of these things you come up and then what you get to meet the people that oh, yeah. helped create that stuff that you were geeking out over when you oh, were young yeah,
1: yeah. that's really. amazing yeah it's funny Is i'll be work you know we work with big actors all the time but i geek out on the that's where i get kind of nervous around it was like craig and oh my he's this guy's
0: done this and this and you know so yeah
1: definitely a, worked with some of my heroes for sure
0: that is so cool, and I wanted to ask: When you're a teenager and you're doing all this stuff, and you're having hopes and dreams, and knowing what you want to do, and now you're sitting here today, how different has it been than you thought it was going to be? Like, has working in the film industry been everything you'd hoped it would be, or has it been quite different?
1: I. Th- I- uh, you know, when I thought it, I thought it would be a bit more fluid. When I was a kid, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand the whole, all the steps to it, to, from design to sculpt to da da da. And I thought there would be a bit more input a lot of the times. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, there's so many, so many chefs that kind of have to put their two cents on something. So um, that I thought when I was a kid, it would be much, you'd be more isolated and more involved in each project, you know, but yeah, yeah. every once in a while you get with a director who just comes out and just shoots ideas off you and you're like, oh yeah, let's just do that. All right, cool. And then go in, but it hasn't always been like that for sure. But, um, I feel
0: like the bigger the project too, the more it's departmentalized Yeah, everyone yeah. has their little bit that they do instead of just doing it all from start to finish, right?
1: Right, right. yes, yes. I think the, the only time that it's ever been where it felt, and of course it was only a three-day shoot, but uh, we did this trailer for the uh, the Grindhouse movie called Thanksgiving, which Eli Roth uh, had done, and it was literally like what I thought it would be when I was a kid. And we were just like, you know, be cool, you know. <laughs> just, we just. I mean, they had an outline of this. We had a script and an outline, but it felt like, you know, be cool. Let's throw this in and this in, and, and, and it was just, it was just felt like a bunch of kids having fun with a camera. You know, it was and it was exactly what I thought it would be when I was a kid. I had a lot of fun. It was thick. That's like, very I did cool. a three-day shoot and it was in and out. It was fun. Though.
0: That's cool. I mean, if you're lucky enough to be working with a director that's you know, wants to get in there and, and had those same kind of loves growing up, because I imagine Eli Ross was probably, he was probably oh, a yeah. big, and, big fan
1: boy like all of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: to be able to be like, he'd be like, you guys would be like kids in a candy store together. It's just like, we've got a director, we've got a camera, we've got this, we've got <laughs> This, we can. Yeah, let's do it all. <laughs> it felt like it
1: really did. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's very
0: cool.
1: It hasn't happened again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looking for that
1: director. I mean, you can't. You obviously can't make a movie like that. You got a plan and this and that. But yes, uh, yeah. A yeah. lot of those ideas that were implemented were just then they on set. We're just like, you yeah. know, would be funny if we did this. Yeah, they'll shoot it. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. and that'll happen every now and again just with I guess one gag right just one scene it'll just be like the director might be like hang on a minute okay we've shot it how I wanted to shoot it but let's try something else
1: yeah absolutely absolutely it happens quite often actually if you're on set and it's just like well we wanted this but it's
0: this might work better okay let's do that that's fine that's cool yeah I think you need to be able to just go with the flow don't you
1: Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's something that I try. And that's another piece of advice I give to kids coming into the industry is that mm. uh, a lot of them are very regimented at like, this is where I learned it. And this is how it's supposed to be done. And it's like, it's never that it's always going to be, it, you got to be able to think on your toes and, and think way outside the box a lot of the time and don't stress out, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, don't stress <laughs> out. I think that one has taken me, not that I'm a like running around like a headless chicken stressing out, but I just, I have those moments of, you know, when things are out of your hands, like you've those, done the best yeah. that you can do and then they go and change something or yeah. do something or you can't you're not allowed to step in to fix something and you're just like yeah. oh but but it, I, I, I can fix it i can know.
1: fix it no don't worry yeah. about it we got it oh no yeah. <laughs> that'll but always I, happen I now, that'll, that'll always be yeah. there that's always going to be a narrative yeah
0: Totally. But you know, you grow up and you just realize that, nah, well, there's nothing I can do about it. The, the, do? That's a
1: hard part of learning to let go when it's not going the way you want it. And I, yeah, like yeah. I said, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Whereas I used to get really stressed out and, pull my hair out when they're not shooting it the way I wanted it or something
2: like yeah. that. You
1: know. or they're not filming it at all a lot of the times but now I'm just like meh that's their movie you know Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. and it's not that you don't care it's no. just that you know not to waste that energy on stressing it, out about something that you have no control it, over
1: it is it is it's exactly that
0: that's awesome Kevin this has been so awesome catching up with you thank you so much
1: oh thank you for having me yeah
0: it's been awesome
1: oh, thank you
0: links to see more about our guests go to our instagram at the last Docs podcast or our website thelastlookspodcast.com if you want to keep up with new episodes being released be sure to subscribe through apple podcasts spotify amazon google play youtube or any podcast streaming platform and remember if you're enjoying the show share it the Last Looks podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro, the song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time.
2: That's a wrap, people.